0: This is Eden Busani, and I am your host for Mending Broken Beliefs podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, we upload new episodes from incredible speakers who share their wisdom on important life lessons and their personal journeys towards living a purposeful life. Tune in on Thursdays to get my latest scoop on self-growth and new transformational life concepts. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. guest with me, Jonathan Miller. He is a speaker and a transformation coach, and he specializes working with entrepreneurs to be powerful in the face of conflict. So today, our chosen topic that we both decided to speak on is how to face conflict, how to really get, understand conflict in a way and take it in a different perspective. So let's welcome Jonathan. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. I'm really thrilled to be here with you today.
0: Absolutely. And I'm actually really glad to get you here as well. I heard a lot about you when we spoke and I feel like, you know, having you on our podcast is a great addition. Um, today's topic, we are, like I said before, we're talking about facing conflict. Um, I'm assuming you have something that kind of attracts you or connects you to that, um, specific topic. Do you mind sharing that with us?
1: The topic actually initially started with communication in general and the conflict part came later, but the communication aspect, it actually started in a 1984 GMC Vandura. Have you seen any, have you seen one of these things before?
0: No, I have not.
1: Okay. Well, it's, it's a, it is an old school van it's got a pop top, a little kitchenette inside and like a table that turns into a bed. And I had always dreamed of going on a big road trip all around North America. I'm from Toronto, Canada. And I I dreamed of checking out the national parks in the States, and Canada. I'm really into rock climbing. I wanted to go rock climbing everywhere. And just check out all these cool cities, go down to New Orleans, check out San Francisco I'd never been. So this was a huge dream of mine. And underneath that, you know, there was also, I was kind of tired of my job. I wanted to quit. I wanted to escape the nine to five for a little bit. And I was also at the time dating this girl who you know, flash forward to the end, girlfriend at the time, now my wife. So the story does have a happy ending. And we had always dreamed of going on this road trip and we saved up our money and we quit our jobs and we decided to like do this thing. And underneath it, I was kind of wondering, you know, we'd been together for a couple of years at this point, living together, though, you know, spending a lot of time at work. And I was wondering, you know, who who, am I going to spend the rest of my life with this person? And I remember the day that we left, it was actually nighttime. It must've been like 8 p.m. And I was going to go, I was, we were going to leave at 8 p.m. And my mom, we were staying with her right before we left. Cause we had got rid of our apartment. She said, just stay one more night. You can go tomorrow when you're feeling fresh. I'm like, no, the van is done. We got to go now. This is amazing. And I remember we left that night and we were, it was raining and we were just laughing. And we were so excited to Embark on this grand journey, and that piece lasted for about three days. Because when you put two full size adults in a tiny space like that, you know, you get an up in each other's personal space, right? And I was crushed because I was looking forward to this year long adventure, and I was starting to question, like, oh my god, is this what it's going to be like? Now, it wasn't full on fighting or anything. But there were just like occasional moments where we would kind of bicker, get at each other, being more interested in being right than actually understanding the other person's point of view. I'm sure you can relate to that. So it all came to in this moment where we were making dinner one night and I was sitting down cutting the vegetables and she was overlooking the stove. She cooked the vegetables and I said, oh, hey, Laura, can you get me that potato? And she snapped at me. She said, I'm doing something right now. And this had actually happened twice already. This has happened two separate occasions. And I didn't react very well to it. As you can imagine, I was pretty defensive when she would say that. I would snap back with something, da-da-da. And this time we were like, what is going on? And she, she had the wherewithal to recognize, yeah, like, what's going on here? That's super weird. Why did I snap at you there? And we took some time to look at the situation. What exactly happened? What had that reaction actually come up? And when we took a look, what we saw was that I said these words, hey, can you pass that potato? And what Laura, my, my partner, heard is she heard, stop what you're doing and get me that thing right away. See, because mm-hmm. she grew up in a household, it was just her and her mom. And the name of the game was patience. Wait your turn. Now, I, I grew up in a much more rambunctious household. There was three of us. And if you didn't yell for what you wanted, I mean, you weren't getting what you wanted, right? And so when I said, can you get that thing for me? I said, I mean like, oh, like, you know, whenever you're done doing that thing, you can just get that thing for me. That would be great. But I said, hey, can you get that potato for me? And when we came to realize that we put a plan into place that I would start being more clear, especially when asking for things, the urgency of it, like maybe I did need it right away and maybe I didn't. And so I got into this habit of saying, when you have a moment, because mostly living in a van life, there's not that many urgent things. And lo and behold, the problem disappeared. Oh my goodness. It absolutely disappeared. And I'm like, wow, there is something with this communication stuff. I, this is so crazy. And so, you know, I had lots of time on my hands. So I started reading, I started devouring these books and checking out all these communication systems, checking out videos, doing all this research, and practicing, really importantly, practicing with my partner, getting better and better at it. Definitely hurt her feelings quite a few times. Practice with the people I met, seemed like a big old weirdo, and I didn't care. I was like learning what worked with people, what didn't work with people. And what I came to was this profound realization that I actually sucked at communication. I was not nearly as good. I was really friendly. As you can tell, I'm a pretty friendly guy. And so I was working in a corporate environment before. No wonder so many people liked me. I'm a really friendly guy. But of course, there were those difficult people in the office. And it was definitely them who were really difficult, not me. No, that was not the case. And I started to learn that. And what came out of this experience was this whole new relationship with my partner. Really extraordinary relationship where we're highly communicative managing our breakdowns. And then I saw that translate to family and to friends. And I knew that I had to share that with everyone. And so that sparked my initial curiosity into this whole realm of communication. And since then I've really honed in on conflict. So communication is is really cool. It's this it's this thing that we all do. We all do it every day, all the time. And so few of us have really taken look at how it is that we are communicating in our moment-to-moment days. And and it's so cool because it's like so hard to plan with communication. I mean, it's this real-time, interactive, highly dynamic phenomenon that even right now we're having this conversation. Like you could have done all the prep that you wanted for this conversation, and there is absolutely no way for you to tell how this conversation was going to go. That is incredible. And it's a skill that you can actually work on. And then on top of that, add that extra layer, there's this phenomenon called conflict that everyone on earth deals with, and so few of us are actually good at it, at dealing with it, right? And so that's kind of where I honed in and started learning a lot of the tools, and then eventually started teaching them and kind of coaching around it. And that's a lot of the work that I do today with my clients and facilitating workshops. So that's a little bit about me in the world of communication and conflict.
0: That's incredible and I love your story because at some level that's so relevant and relatable like to so many people I know it's so relatable to me um, because I I have the same problem too and I can probably learn a lot from you. Um, (laughs) There's this concept that you just brought out how you know you took conflict and you turned it into growth. You took conflict and looked at it from a different perspective because most people when they hear conflict or when they see conflict, it's a negative thing, right? It's something that's looked on as something to tackle, something that's not a positive, but you took it and changed it around and learned to grow from it. How, I don't, how can you do that? Taking conflict and turning it into something for growth? What is that concept behind that? What's the secret to that?
1: You know, I spent my whole life avoiding conflicts. That was my strategy. That was my winning formula is I would avoid conflicts. So I lived a relatively conflict-free life, but that didn't work very well because I would revert to silence, talking behind people's backs, passive-aggressive comments, sarcasm, eye-rolling, you know, the usual suspects. And every once in a while, it would come to, and then I would explode. And that's how I dealt with my conflicts. And it's totally normal. I see it, I see it everywhere all the time. I see it in the media. I see it in TV shows. That's apparently the normal way to deal with conflicts. Now, just because that's normal, that doesn't mean that it's required. Now, with conflicts, you and I know that we both experience it. I mean, you've experienced conflict, as you've said. I've definitely experienced conflict. I'm willing to bet that you're experiencing some sort of conflict in your life right now. So am I. And guess what? We're both going to experience conflict for the rest of our lives. And so are all of our listeners. And so when you stop to think about that, well, you know, it sounds like conflict is inevitable. Why are we spending so much time resisting it instead of learning how to more powerfully manage that conflict? Now, conflict is this inevitable phenomenon. And if you actually look at it in the peace and conflict studies area, Conflict is a normal phenomenon that happens at very macro levels and micro levels as well. And conflict precedes any major change around the world. Conflict is actually a motor for change. It's a catalyst for change. Change does not often happen without this initial conflict. And you can look at that at a macro scale from the civil rights movements to some of the changes that we're hopefully seeing around the black lives matter movements. Um, and you can, and you can also look at it at a more micro level, ask any remarried person, how thrilled they are that they had that initial conflict in their divorce so they can meet their new partner right now and enable them to have this amazing fresh new start. Right? So that conflict is going to happen now knowing that conflict is guaranteed to happen. We often have it like it's a bad thing, but what if it's not a bad thing? What if conflict is actually a totally normal thing, like change, like just something that you experience in life? And instead of conflict in and of itself being a bad thing, it's rather the outcomes that it produces are the thing that we don't like. And the outcomes that we don't like are when conflict produces a bunch of drama, right? You know drama in your life?
0: No, I'm a woman.
1: We know drama. Okay. So you know drama. I know drama in my life. I had plenty of drama in my life. I still do, unfortunately. However, that drama is a choice because learning the appropriate tools, and this is what I spend a lot of my time working with my conflicts, learning those communication skills, those mindsets that have you be able to handle conflict powerfully actually moves you away from the drama that you're used to in your life and more toward creating amazing solutions that actually may not have existed otherwise. I wanna give you an example. So you can hear by my accent, I'm from North America, I'm from Toronto, Canada. I'm actually speaking to you now, I'm I'm in Cape Town, South Africa. And I moved here, yeah, I moved here in January to work on some projects here. And as with any transitions, transitions are tough. Transitions are tough for everyone. Even, you know, myself as a coach, I, I, I get challenged by transitions. There's a lot of change, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of new things to navigate. Now imagine moving to a new city, a new continent with a completely new culture. I'm figuring out, I'm running my business. I'm figuring out where the heck do I get groceries? What can I buy? I'm figuring out my fitness regimen. How am I going to stay in shape? How am I going to keep in touch with friends? How am I going to keep my business afloat? You know, I'm working on these new projects, figuring out all those variables as well. That can be quite stressful. And my wife was with me as well. And she was dealing with all of those things as well. So lo and behold, there was conflict. Now, what happened was we experienced quite a bit of conflict in that first week. And I we noticed the tension happening. Now, this is, you know, the both of us, we've been doing this for years now. So we have fortunately have had lots of practice. So please do not play the comparison game. That is an ugly game to play and does not serve you at all. But we have had lots of practice and we noticed that there was tension. We were kind of getting at each other. Things were not working. And so we called a big old timeout. And we said, well, something is not working here. Let's take some time, figure out what we can put in place to get this working again so we can move on as a team. And the solution that we ended up coming with, and this may not seem like a really big deal to you or our listeners, but it was a really big deal for us is that we found that the biggest conflict was in terms of scheduling. See, she's also a coach. I'm a coach. So we, you know, we have our own clients, you know, we have our own schedules. So we're trying to find out who needs to be in what space, who's on a call. Oh my gosh. You know, you spent the whole evening on the phone. I was hoping we could hang out and all this kind of stuff. And what we put in place was every morning We spend five, 10 minutes at most going over our schedule for the day and the coming days as well, just to kind of get a glimpse of what's happening. And it completely solved the problem. And in fact, that was January. Today, we're recording this as July 1st, 2020. So that's been more, it's been six months and we still do that every day. And it's this new creative solution, creative, like it's like it, it was, it's a creation, like we brought it into existence and it would not have happened. Had we not encountered this conflict and transformed it not into drama, but into this amazing creative solution. So it's the conflict itself. Isn't something that we want to necessarily move away from and avoid. We actually want to lean into it and wonder what creative solution can we create rather than creating that drama. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I love it. And you know what? I'm actually going to take that creation of yours and use it in my own life because I am also married and my husband is also a coach and I'm also a coach and um, we, I, it's very relatable what you, just, what you just spoke of. So I think it's a great idea. And what you just brought on that under looking at conflict and with two different perspectives, you can either take conflict and turn it into drama or take conflict and turn it into creation. It really all depends, you know, on how we look at things and what direction we want to go with. So that's incredible. It's very interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that, and that comes with incredible amounts of practice. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to encourage our listeners, like really gun for that, really gun for moving away from that drama. And, you know, it takes time I still fumble through my dramas. I got, you know, I still make the same mistakes. Literally, just the other day, you know, wasn't really present in a conversation. My wife shared something with me, wasn't really listening, responded by kind of discounting her feelings. And there you go, you know, hurt her feelings and had to clean up that mess as well. So I'm not impervious to these things, right? Um, We're going to be communicating our whole lives. Conflict's going to be showing up our whole lives. We're undoing deeply, deeply ingrained patterns that are reinforced. By what we see around us, by our parents, by society, what we see on TV. Um, and so keep practicing. If you really want to transform it, it is possible.
0: Incredible. I loved everything Adra said. And I think that it's also very relevant to anybody who's listening, because everybody, um, like I said before, conflict is something, or like you said, conflict is inevitable. It's something that everyone goes through. It's something that everyone can understand and has experienced at least once in their life. So to do this inner work and really transform your life from drama to creation that takes a lot of inner work a lot of patience a lot of time like you said and uh can you give before we end this do you have any tips that you can give our listeners and to myself how we can uh take this shift in our perspective and instead of turning it into drama any tips that you can give us on how to turn it into creation how to go to the other side of the spectrum
1: I'm going to share one, maybe two tips, and the reason that I'm only going to share that much is only because these are not things that are going to necessarily happen overnight. That's why I, you know I have a clientele, and you know, we work together for months, and then lo- and then we get to these amazing places where they can really be powerful in the face of conflict. So one powerful mindset that I want to leave you with here is this idea that everyone is rational. Consider the possibility that everyone you meet and everything that everyone does all the time is completely 100% rational to them. It makes sense to them. Rational as in there's a reason. It makes perfect sense in their reality. Consider that as a possibility and what that makes available to us. So for example, this is this embarrassing, embarrassing story that happened to me like yesterday. And I'm I'm happy to share it because it's like a perfect example. I, I, I wear this mouth guard at night because like I grind my teeth at night. Apparently that's something I do. So I wear this little rubber thing, just stops my teeth from grinding. You got to keep those, you know, teeth nice and healthy. And this is like a ridiculous story, but I left my retainer by the window and I don't know how this happened, but uh, I think a bird landed on the sill at some point, And it just, it took a poop right like on flash right next to the retainer. So I got to clean this retainer. And like my wife and I were looking at this, we were kind of laughing because it was so funny and silly. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to clean this thing. Um, and she just kind of instinctively said like, oh yeah, let's just, let's just boil it and like disinfect it. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And I even thought about it. I'm like, okay, well, what are my options? I can I can just like brush it down. I can wash it with my hands and some soap or, you know, sanitizer or something like that. Boiling it, that's a great idea. Like definitely boil to sanitize things. Little did I really consider the fact that this thing is made of rubber and it's a very malleable rubber, and I destroyed my expensive retainer. And I'm like, "Oh shoot. This thing is useless now." Now, hindsight is 2020. Was that the most was that the smartest decision? No, it was definitely not a smart decision. You know, now I ruined my retainer. But at the time, when I really weighed all my options, it was a completely rational decision that I was making. It was very reasonable. I literally in whether I realized it or not, instantaneously I was making calculations and decisions, what's going to work best for me? And that's what I did. And I invite you and our listeners to consider that we are always doing that. We are always, always weighing all of our options and making the best decision given the set of circumstances and tools and our level of awareness within that specific moment. Sure, in hindsight, it's 2020, But in that moment, we didn't have that awareness. So how could you possibly have made a decision otherwise? And so recognizing that everyone is rational... What I'm gonna encourage you and our listeners to do is when you are in that conflict, take in the mindset of like, okay, well, if this person is entirely rational, in what world does the way that they're responding to me make sense? And then start getting curious. Start to find out, well, what's going on in that world? Like, how do you see this? And you'll be shocked at how many conflicts you will turn into creative solutions rather than that drama if you take on that mindset. So I'm going to leave you with just that one powerful mindset to to take away.
0: And I loved it. It was incredible. I love the, the takeaway from this, the lessons from this, everything was just so on point. Um, thank you so much, Jonathan. Do you have, uh, links or websites that people can find you on or you have maybe some other resources that you have?
1: Most certainly. You're going to, you can check out my website, mindfulcommunication.me, and you're going to include in the show notes, I'm sure. Yes. And um, on there, you're going to find two amazing resources. One is free. It's a four-part video training series, along with some email follow-ups to transforming any and all conflicts in your life. It's an amazing program that I highly recommend. Very impactful, very powerful. And then the second resource is called Tough Talks Made Easy. So if you're avoiding a really difficult conversation in your life and you've had enough of avoiding it, but you're not sure how to approach it, what you can do is you can book 45 minutes with me. We'll come up with a game plan and a detailed, like, you know, roadmap for a natural and powerful way for you to have that conversation with confidence and with ease. So you don't have to avoid that conversation any longer and you can use the promo code Meraki 50 and you'll get 50% off as well. So those are two resources you can check out. And of course my podcast, the mindful communication podcast. That's also a great place to learn much more about communication conflict and all that kind of stuff.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for being here today. And for those of you who want to go check out his podcast, please do so. You guys can also get um, the discounted off from from the call, right? It was from the call? All right. Awesome. Yes,
1: that's right. Yes, that's right. The Tough Talks Made Easy Conflict Assessment Tool. That's right. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to Mending Broken Beliefs podcast and for joining me on the adventure of my life. I hope you found this episode to be enjoyable and valuable. To find out more about us, you can visit our website at edenbusani.com. If you enjoy this episode and feel others can benefit from it as well, spread the love by sharing.